0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Echo Base. It's the first episode of 2021. It just feels weird saying that, doesn't it? No,
1: what feels weird is that nothing's different yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't going to magically flip a switch.
1: So new rules going into this year, just so everybody knows. Um, you have to stay six feet away from each other. You have to wear a mask everywhere you go. Oh. If you get on social media, on the internet, you have to scream and yell at everybody. Even if you don't know what you're screaming and yelling about, you just have to pick something at random and yell and scream about it. So that's that's the new plan for going into this year. Oh, okay, good. Write so write it down if you need to. I know it's only three things, but
2: yell and, about it. Ah. and you need to listen all the way to the end so that you know what we're going to be screaming and yelling about for this week. So that's <laughs> yes. that's like the prize <laughs> at the bottom of the cereal box, right?
0: Oh boy. Well, let's see. What do we got for this week? We have um, well, we have some information, some stuff we got during the. I guess it was yeah. after the uh, the call kind from of, Disney, right? Uh, since we last spoke, sort mm-hmm. of update. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boba yeah. Fett, the Book of Boba is confirmed to be its own series. Yes. Now, they haven't confirmed if it's a limited series or ongoing, but... No. Um, either way, I'm happy.
2: Yeah. Was the original rumor that it was going to be a limited series? I can't recall.
1: The The rumor was. Yeah, I think so. Um By the way, I want to throw this out there. We won't get into spoilers, but maybe later when we get back to the Outer Rim, because we have a lot of stuff to discuss in the Outer Rim as well. Um, The same sources from which I got a lot of this stuff about the Boba Fett thing long before it happened. um, And these aren't like my personal sources or anything. I'm not, trust me, I'm nobody important. Um, But A lot of the stuff that got announced at the investors call, the fact that Boba Fett didn't get announced and I'm like, yeah, guys, no, I'm, I still think it's coming. And it did. Mm -hmm. I have some news. Uh Oh, okay. All right. It will make, it will make many a person very happy. And I don't know exactly in what form it's going to take yet, but, um, so if these sources are properly vetted the way they appear to be, um, I have some, pseudo-confirmation of of, uh, a very cool upcoming character. And we'll leave it at that. For more information, you're going to have to wait for the next episode of The Outer Rim.
3: You're the next person to be doing the voice for C-3PO.
1: This guy right here. That works
2: out well. Bye-bye, <laughs> bye, Anthony thing.
1: Daniels. You had a good run.
0: <laughs> no,
1: I would never do that. As much as I'm not a fan of, of C-3PO, I have too much respect for Anthony Daniels and all of the fans to ever actually do that. You um, you, know, also, you do
2: have that, that polished stage actor presence, though. So I think at least, you know, there's that, if, if Lucasfilm is, in fact, I do.
1: I cannot do a British accent, though, to save my life. That That is... <laughs> Uh, my the- my British accent would sound so much like a really, really bad Dick Van Dyke in the original Mary Poppins, but like, take that and a billion times worse.
2: <laughs> <Like> that's <laughs> the fun of it, because C-3PO just suddenly pops up sounding like you, and there's no explanation, there's no heads up, it just that is what it is. And everybody at <laughs> Lucasfilm and Disney is like, well, I don't know what you guys are. Comp- this is how he sounds. He's, you know, right. Like a That's that would
1: be a great strategy, right? Disney goes and they release a new episode of, I don't know, whatever. And they do that. And then they get on social media and say, okay, guys, listen up. I either get your crap together and stop whining about every single little thing we do. Or this is the kind of crap you're going to get from now on. The internet is fixed. The internet is fixed. Lucasfilm, if you're listening, there you go. Problem (laughs) solved.
0: You're welcome.
1: I just solved the internet. It's like, what, day four of 2021, and, and we're already on a roll. That's great. That's great. Since we're kind of already, uh, since I, I hijacked things, I'm I'm sorry to to buck the <laughs> outer rim. Um, Lou, if if we could do the network announcements uh, now, since we're kind of already talking about that kind of stuff, and then sure. we'll jump into the since we last spoke stuff. Um, sure, sure, yeah. We so, are um, doing some short form videos for the YouTube channel. Um, these may or may not also come out in audio. We've always said that our audio shows that we're bringing over to video. We're going to continue doing those in audio. Those aren't going anywhere, so don't worry. Now we may be doing some additional stuff. That's just video only. I'm going to be starting a solo, but I'm going to have some of you guys on as like guests and stuff, but a kind of a solo thing that I'm actually going to start recording. I think the first one tomorrow, we'll try it out. Um, so that's something coming new separately from that. Uh, Tim, you've got some stuff coming soon, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We've got uh, MCU TV starting up pretty, pretty shortly. Uh, This is going to be our uh, kind of our version of of what we've turned uh, The Outer Rim into, which is doing uh, reaction episodes to the MCU stuff, which is on uh, Disney Plus. And really, our our first episode in earnest was going to be uh, WandaVision, the, the premiere of WandaVision. But we have the Marvel Studios Legends series, which is starting on January 8th. And they're actually airing the first two episodes back to back for that. Uh, And those two episodes are, well, those two episodes are going to be Wanda Maximoff and Vision. And they are, uh, Marvel Studios Legends is basically a um, a kind of like a a profile of these characters. Um, And for folks who who have been listening to, Guardians of the MCU, we've actually been doing a lot of profiles of um, not necessarily the main characters but kind of some secondary characters or characters that we find ourselves talking about a lot that, uh, hey, maybe there's some speculation that they're going to be in this movie or this series or something like that. Like, you know, when they said that Kang was going to be the uh, the, the the villain for Ant-Man 3. You know, so we did a, a profile on Kang and kind of talked about his background uh, vis-a-vis the, the comic books which is really where the majority of the source material is on these um, entities. Now, Marvel Studios hasn't said exactly how they're going to be uh, doing these in Marvel Studios Legends if it's if they're only going to be using MCU source material or they are going to kind of say, well, hey, here's what happened with these characters in the comics. We don't know yet. Um, we, we will be finding out on January 8th. Uh, So uh, we're going to actually kind of move our schedule up a little bit. And we're going to do our first episode of MCU TV on uh, Marvel Studios Legends.
0: Awesome. Cool. Cool.
3: Yeah.
1: All right, John, I hear you have a new project. Not John. That's Tom. Tom. I'm sorry. I can be John. I had an email I've, up from, from it, John, from our other podcast some moment ago. I mean, it's been a long, <laughs> been they, a long they, year. They, let me yeah, tell they you. They rhyme. They rhyme. It's so close. Tom, tell us about this new project. Now this is not a random chatter.
2: project. no, no it's plus. not, but you but guys still are... random
1: chatters, Tom. So, you know,
2: that's right. <laughs> and, and, you guys uh, have not cut my mic yet, so I guess I'm allowed to talk about it. <laughs> I, I am John now, by the way. I guess that's that's now canon in the world. Well, <laughs> uh, head, head canon at least, least you change. know. Just like <laughs> it's legends. Episodes. Yeah. <laughs> no, so it's a it's a new podcast venture called uh, the Joint Geeks of Staff, and it grew out of a program that I got involved with. Um, it started as a symposium at the uh, Naval Academy down in Annapolis called. NavyCon, and we've done two virtual events since that original one, which was in late 2018. Uh, we did one back in June that you can see on YouTube, and then another in November, which is also on YouTube through the United States Naval Academy Museums YouTube page. But it's uh, the group of folks that were at the core of those presentations are all national security professionals. So. Uh, for example, foreign service officer. We've got an F-15 Strike Eagle Weapon System Officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got professors from the Naval Academy and from uh, the United States Military Academy, West Point. Somehow I snuck on board. And we said, you know, the, the symposiums, these like con, mini cons, because um, that's exactly what they are, just a series of small bite-sized presentations um, about all sorts of science fiction fandoms. And their their intersection with real world real world warfare—that's a tongue twister. It is. And we said we, th- this would be a, the kind of thing that I, we think people would be looking forward to listening to on a regular basis, as opposed to once or twice a year. So the few of us got together. Uh, we we put together this podcast. It just launched, and I would say at the core of it. Uh, is something called uh, ficint, f-i-c-i-n-t, and and what that is is using science fiction to to learn about what the future of warfare may look like, and that 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 extends out to diplomacy and all sorts of topics that are right in front of all of us as we watch movies like Star Wars and and really have been uh, mm-hmm. f- for the entirety of these franchises, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica. I mean. It, you name it, and we're going to cover it. The first two episodes went live. The first episode, sort of an introduction, get to know all the the uh, rotating slate of hosts. But the first meat episode, if you will, is about the Mandalorian, and we take a deep dive into uh, some di- diplomatic topics. Basically, we kind of piece apart the Galactic Empire, the New Republic, where they sit as the the Mandalorian starts and winds into second season. Uh, the sort of challenges that the New Republic faces in terms of its legitimacy and authority to govern some like really fascinating topics from some very, very fascinating people that, I, you know, my, my measure for a podcast is always would I sit and listen to it myself if I only had, you know, 45 minutes. And, and yet
1: somehow you're on Echo Base, you anyway, know,
2: <laughs> <out of> <laughs> Listening to me is like listening to salacious crumb. If he could talk and you could understand him, but you know, the rest of the people <laughs> are all good folks to good. include you three. So it's out there. Uh, you can follow it on Twitter at the joint geeks and sort of like the, the, uh, joint chiefs of staff, except a lot more nerdier and a lot. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Worse paid. So yeah, check it out the and uh, hit me up on Twitter. If, uh, if you need help and direction finding it, cause we just launched. Thanks. Awesome,
1: cool. That's great. And Lou, finally, the last one with new projects. What are you working on? And nothing I can announce. You're you're working on something, right, Lou? It's a it's a new year, clean slate. I, 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 I am not, actually.
0: I am. Actually we Carrie, ass- Carrie ass- I are working for so everybody. You you no, better no. be doing something. Yeah, Carrie and I are working on something, but I'm not. gonna Oh, do oh it, okay. Actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to involve some alcohol, but we're we're working on something. <laughs> well, I tell you,
1: that's not surprising. Are you? Are you? You're not ready to announce anything yet, though, are you?
0: No. Well, we. we, we I mean, I can. We're working on doing something with. Um, we've each picked up a couple books on different cocktails across different fandoms and different franchises, and we're going to be doing a um, a taste testing podcast talking about. Oh no! The drinks and, podcasts and
2: <laughs>
0: fandom in general.
1: So yeah, no, it's kind so of not working. just one where the hosts are drunk, but where the whole point is for the
0: hosts to get drunk. No, no, <laughs> it's it's to taste things and and talk about them and yes, mm-hmm.
3: and and like in the context of the fandoms that they come from, right? Exactly,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. The bar, oh, okay. the bars so they were we, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, so we're talking drinks from Batu, drinks from
0: exactly. I mean, to start Star Trek back, I mean, DS9 some material here with me. Now, the for Battlestar Galactica, going could do the of moonshine thing. Content.
1: The moonshine <laughs> that Colonel <laughs> Ty <that laughs> did in his quarters in Battlestar Galactica.
0: Oh, we could. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that we they could did do that. down yeah. on the,
1: the deck, too. Yeah, uh, you, yeah, you got to do your own little moonshine thing there, Lou.
0: Yeah, i have to, you know, <laughs> Chief Tyrrell had to show him how to do it right. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Lou yeah, just makes what what it halfway Ty through had, the episode.
1: Had leftover.
0: Yeah, it was Tyrrell that had the still. Yeah, he said, like, you guys, you guys are doing so wrong. Let me show you how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> all right.
1: Well, that's it for the network announcements for now. Some of those things are, are coming really fast, like the MCU television. Um, like I said, I'll have uh, some test videos up for uh, the YouTube shorts here pretty soon. Tom, when is your stuff going live? Is it up already?
2: Yeah, the first two episodes went live on New Year's Day, so you can awesome. find them. And they should be published, if not today, then in the next couple of days to iTunes and uh, all okay. the the. All the usual suspects the plate- in terms of platforms.
1: Yeah. All right, and then Lou, you guys are are still um, kind of in that development, getting the ball rolling stage. That should be coming pretty soon, right?
0: Yeah, we got to get Carrie a little more technology for doing some video stuff, but we're going to work on yeah. this. We're planning to do a video <laughs> show of it. So
1: good luck. Tell you what, when Carrie gets good with the video stuff, let me know because I'm dumping all this stuff on her.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not a fan of doing video. Oh, wow, I still got to get with you with some. Some lighting stuff, Lou, because I I, this is I look like I'm in a cave here. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, yeah. So um, the book of Boba Fett, like you said, Lou, is definitely uh, it's a thing. It's separate from Mando season three. It's going to be entering production first. Then we're going to get Mando season three. Right. Um, right. People are inferring that Boba Fett will air first and then Mando season three. The, a lot of the air dates for next Christmas are weird because there's a yeah, different thing. I heard
0: things. that Man of Season 3 is being pushed back a little bit, too. I haven't seen any confirmation of that. but okay. Yeah, you know originally,
1: what? It's Let, let's just, you know...
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely your way. I mean, I guess
1: there's let's 3 how far we can get into 2021 before we have to dive back into the trenches again <laughs> and, and cover our heads. So we, we got a ways to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was three, season, three series <laughs> scheduled for release in December, wasn't there? There was... Of season three, there was Book of Boba and something else. I can't and remember
1: either the was. Ahsoka or uh, yeah, Rangers
0: yeah, yeah, yep. or that two, Rangers. yeah. yeah, one of those
2: two. Yeah. Outer yeah. Rim episodes are about to become four hours long apiece. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, it's our fourth episode this week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, well, and plus there are other things we got to cover on Outer Rim too. So, true. Oh.
2: exactly, there,
0: exactly.
1: There, there's one other thing though regarding the kind of the catching up from like what people have been talking about about Star Wars content since we last talked. And the main thing is, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about this other non-Star Wars movie, probably on random chatter, because I don't think we're going to be able to get away from it. And then we're going to be covering it specifically on movie chatter uh, this Tuesday night. Yeah. And that is Wonder Woman 84 came out on Christmas day, written and directed by Patty Jenkins. Um, Some people thought it was great. Some people thought it was crap. Some people thought it was crap, but enjoyed it anyway. Um, And the point is, this is both written and directed by Patty Jenkins. The people who did not like it, of which there appear to be many, like the entire internet minus 12 people, um, (laughs) have some concerns about Rogue Squadron, which is also going to be written and directed by uh, Patty Jenkins. Now, Pedro Pascal apparently... Uh, who played the villain in the wonder woman movie said that had he told him what the story was for rogue squadron and he thought it was absolutely amazing. But even that still, you know, getting that concept, that elevator pitch and then getting it on page and in a script
0: Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. the
1: screen, you guys have any concerns? First of all, just without getting into the review, because we'll do that on random chatter and Lou, you and I, a movie chatter, in a sentence or less your thoughts on wonder woman 84 and and then like, does it give you concern or was that just, you know, maybe that's not her thing in rogue squadron will be,
0: Uh, you know, I, I, for one, that was my first thought after I got done watching Wonder woman 84 was that, Oh, good Lord, she's doing (laughs) the movie that we all really wanted to see. And, and, you know, and I I don't think, I mean, it's hard to point the blame because I don't know, what direction she had on what inter- interference she had with the writing of the script. Who knows? I mean she did a good job with other things she's directed. Um and, and no she did Monster, which she wrote, but that wasn't like it was a fiction piece. That was based off real life. So again, I'm not sure her writing skills. I don't really have anything to j- judge it on. This could have been just a
1: Yeah and a bad, I mean bad stories. I haven't heard anything about Wonder Woman specifically, but Warner Brothers has been over the years notorious for studio interference, whether it be films or television. I think especially television, but I mean mm-hmm. this is something they built a reputation for. Whether that affected Wonder Woman or not, I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to do the glass half full thing here. I'm, I'm trying to trying to hit I'm, 2021 with a positive
2: note. Yeah, I'm not concerned. I mean, she's got. Okay. She's got a lot of time. If this were a rush project that that were due for release, you know, beginning of twenty twenty two or something like that, maybe. But she's she's built up cred in in my book, as far as I'm concerned. You know, th- there are probably multiple reasons why eighty four ended up the way it did. You know, I f- for what it's worth, I I enjoyed it as a good popcorn movie. You know, I did too. If, I, if I'd gone to the theater. Paid my money, sat there, downed a bucket of popcorn and a drink. I'd have been fine walking out. And, yep. uh, you know, I, I think they have shown – I look at this in two ways. They've shown no hesitancy to bring in folks if they feel that that a script needs punching up, if that's sort of the deficiency. Look at Rogue One. They you mean, know, we we have so- this gr- – yeah. Yeah. They being Lucasfilm, you know, bring in folks that that can help work collaboratively. It's not to take creativity or, or the reins away from somebody, but the the everybody's rowing in the same direction to get a good movie out. I also look at it. And so I have no doubt that if that's the case, you know, they'll do what they need to do to, to churn out a good movie. This is also a passion project for her. I mean, her dad died mm-hmm. uh, in a cockpit in a NATO training exercise. I don't think she's going to come at this one. Uh, completely detached and and you know risk messing it up. On the other side, I I look at what what has happened and sort of the the hindsight that's given to some other direct directorial changes in the wake of you know bad movies. Look at Colin Trevorrow. Everybody was on board, sort of you know fandom wise, I guess when he got the axe, more or less. And then after Rise of Skywalker comes out,
1: everybody is. Was- and then his
2: his story starts to come out, and it, you know whatever is you know I'm I'm just uh, giving it a a grain of truth there that that the rumors were true, but and then everybody's like why was he fired you know why, after one one bad movie you know so to speak why was he fired and and I fear that if there's a knee jerk reaction because of a tepid response to a single movie that she's done. Mm-hmm between now and whenever rogue one or rogue squadron would have been released. We see other movies by her and we're like, gee, I wish she was still in the, the chair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, real quick. I, I want to Carrie pointed out something in the chat room here. I was actually wrong. It was Chris Pine that I was thinking of. It wasn't Pedro Pedro Pascal. Um, okay. who had, who, she had talked to about, um, rogue squadron, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And the other thing too, uh, I know that one of the things in wonder woman, 84, she tailored the character more toward, cause this was done, I guess it was written prior to the whole justice league stuff and editing and changes and stuff. So she had patterned this character around where things were supposed to have been going with Zack Snyder's justice league cut or, or something. So there's, there's a little bit of a backstory there too, but um, I'm with you. I think it was a good popcorn flick. Um, it breaks down, I think, on analysis, uh, which we'll get to in movie chatter or two. But did, Tim, does it, is this, uh, I know you and, and Robin uh, did not seem to be very uh, very much fans of Wonder Woman 84 ads. Most people seem to not be. But what's your thoughts on it? And then um, concerns? Yes? No? Rogue Squadron? Okay? Not okay?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it, it... Absent getting into any kind of detailed review on it, um, I, I, I think my wife can pretty much speak for me when when you guys uh, do yeah, the review I'm, I'm of it with, with movie chatter. Um, day, I
1: might call out sick that day. I, I don't know, but <laughs> we'll
3: see, you know it, w- what I will say. First of all, the 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 directing on the movie was fantastic, and Patty Jenkins is an incredible director. She really is. So that I'll put out there, and I just. You know, I, I I don't know that anyone necessarily can challenge that um, as as a writer. You know, I don't know that I really have necessarily any concern regarding Rogue Squadron. I think initially I kind of did. But then I realized, um, which I, I think, Lou, you you said it, that, you know what, sometimes people, you know, they're not hitting a home run every single time they're out. You, know, true. You, you can be a yep. great writer, right? And you're gonna write ten things and still one or two of those may not be regarded that well. Um right. so you know, it 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 could have been how it was written, it could have been how it was edited. I mean, maybe you know, she wrote a really good cohesive story that the editing just kind of chopped it up and and gave a bunch of plot holes because they took chunks out of it or moved things around, whatever. Um so, you know, I, I'm not necessarily concerned. And and I do think that, um, well, obviously she has a lot of passion for, for Wonder Woman. So I'm not saying that she would take a Star Wars property more seriously. But I'm pretty sure that writers and directors and that kind of stuff who are going to venture into a Star Wars property are aware of, unfortunately, how critical a lot of Star Wars fans are. And so, you know, I, I think that that's an aspect of it that they got to walk into the room knowing that. Yeah. And, um, and it, you know, I, I, I also think that while she may be getting the writing credit, just like any other writer, has nothing to do with who she is, where, he, where she comes from, what gender she is, none of that stuff. Um, when it comes to writing something... In a universe that is that complex, I think a lot of times it requires a team of writers, and whether they are credited or not, um, they're getting input from a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And and I think that um, I think that Lucasfilm is is going to support that, and I, and I think that they are dedicated to supporting a lot of that. I I, I think that for as much as um, you know, John Favreau is a huge fan of Star Wars. I think that. He certainly had, I mean, obviously, he had Dave Filoni to turn to, but there are probably even some other people at Lucasfilm who were supporting that whole writing effort to make sure that, yes, there is continuity and things are going in accordance with canon. And, you know, even if it's an era era that has less impact on canon, someone can still take deviations that could conflict with something else that's out there. So um, I, I think that there is still help. Um I don't know that that help necessarily exists in, uh, in, in in DC films because there really just isn't a lot of consistency. There aren't a lot of people who have been um, behind uh, behind the camera with DC properties for a long time consistently to really provide a lot of that advice. And it's not a knock to DC. It's just that, you know, I, I think people just simply know their history and they've, they, they do things for a little while and then things kind of drop. You know, we see a Batman series then then Batman kind of goes away for a little while. Then we see them come back and the same thing with Superman and all that. So it never
1: goes away. He's always there.
3: <laughs> that's simply He's been the, the ebb around. and the flow of, of their properties. That's all. So yeah. they just really haven't had anyone there consistently.
1: And I think that's another important thing too. I think Lucasfilm, you know, for all the mistakes they've made after the Disney acquisition, they are listening. Yeah. Um, everybody mm-hmm. I know who knows any employee within Lucasfilm, the one thing I keep hearing over and over and over again is they're aware of what people are saying. They are aware of the feedback, and and it, it is not falling on deaf ears. It matters to them now. The changes they make, there are still going to be people who aren't going to like it, and the internet's still going to blow up. That's just that's the internet. Yeah. But I I really believe, and I feel like there's already been some evidence of this, that they learned their lesson with the solo movie about lack of oversight. I really mm-hmm. think that going forward, um, whereas Warner Brothers has been a little bit more lenient with letting directors have some creative license with different things. I mean, for example, if you look at Joker and how that doesn't tie into anything else, um, I really think that with rogue squadron, Lucasfilm is going to be involved enough that it's not necessarily going to tie Patty's hands creatively. Uh, but I do think that if there is some sort of a quality control issue, somebody will step in and, and say something and do something and, and, and I know a lot of people out there are going to say, yeah, but but episode nine.
3: Yeah, I, I, right. mean, I this I, is it. I will say in defense of Joker, I don't think Joker was necessarily it was intended Joker. to connect. No, Joker no, no. It, was intended it but that's to be a dramatic standalone thing. Yes. Um, but
1: in doing so, they said, hey, go out and, and, and make this thing yours. Right, right. Yeah, no, that wasn't a dig on it. Which then but had hey, people Lucas pushing will back will because that.
3: people are like, "Well, hey, why didn't this seem to connect?" And it was never intended to. Yeah, right, I, I right, mean, right, right. The only issue I hate with Solo is that there wasn't enough mud troopers.
1: That's all.
2: That's a very fair criticism. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I had
1: with Solo is was there wasn't enough Cura, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's
2: something to be said that this is not a a trilogy movie while this movie may launch some sort of line of films oh i hope so it it it, i view this much more in the vein of a rogue one it's a Mm -hmm. a, you know a story about warfare and the folks who fight it regardless of how much they pull from the legend series i think with that sort of focus it it allows you create creatively to sort of direct your vision a little bit more they're going to be in in the known sandbox of the Galactic Civil War, presumably, unless they set this in the New Republic era. And I think with that, you don't have the sort of yoke that is the Skywalker saga or, or you know, these the sort of, like, grand-spanning films with all these expectations and weights. People are going to go into this like they went into Rogue One. They're going to expect a fun, like, high-flying movie. And I think, you know... Patty, and this goes to to Tim's point, but for a director to agree in this day and age, in 2020, 2021, to to do a Star Wars movie, that takes a lot of confidence. That's somebody Mm. that has confidence in their craft and somebody who really wants to direct Star Wars. I I guarantee you, I I have no authority and and no inside knowledge. I guarantee you there are notable directors, uh, notable creators who have turned down the chance to do Star Wars projects because of... The, the fandom expectations and how yeah. things have unwound, oh, how yeah. other creators have been treated. We'll never know who that is or, or you know, who, who passed up on a chance. Mm. But I think it's significant that somebody like Patty agrees to do a project like this. And, you know, I have confidence and it, in just that alone. Yeah. 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 yeah I no, I
0: think those are all valid points. And I hope that we are in good hands. We'll have to wait and see. No doubt about it. Oh, so let's get on to the news. Um not a lot I, of it. No, we're gonna start mm-hmm. with this sad stuff first. Who who put the show notes in this order? Tim. I no, Eric. Eric. <laughs> I, I, I I contributed I was default to blaming Tim. So I, no, I what, contributed, what I but Eric Eric did it this time. I did what? What the show notes. The the, the order yeah. of the stuff. Oh, the so order. just you know, starting with a little bit of a down issue here for 2021. So it's,
1: listen, it, it's, a, it's a downer, but it's also kind of not. And I, I did kind of, it's a 2020 thing. We just didn't know it was a 2020 thing, so yeah, I wanted to get true. that out of the way okay, and then move true. into the 2021 sure,
0: yeah. stuff, right? So yep. Exactly. So this happened a couple of months ago. Yeah, that's that's um, the thing. We didn't hear about it. Right, right. It's very, brand new for us to know about, but a couple months ago, um, Tom Kane, who we all know is voice of Yoda, um, for the Clone Wars, um, he's done uh, the butler and Archer. I don't watch Archer, so. Uh, oh, maybe, I know you guys said before, but I haven't. Yeah. Um, big, big character in, in Archer or?
1: Uh, yeah, for several seasons.
0: Yeah, okay. in the first few seasons. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and didn't he do the announcements at the beginning Clone Wars? Yep. The, That's the, right. The, the kind of the the yeah, that, war uh, real. Oh propaganda- yeah, that was yeah. him too. The war propaganda- yeah. Yeah. Chaos yeah.
2: in the outer rim. Yeah, Chaos yeah. Chaos in the outer. Yeah, yeah. Those and that was, was him. Great. Those are
0: great. Well, uh, sadly, we're going to report that he suffered a stroke. Um. And right now, he's he's recovering. Um. He doesn't have any language skills. He can't read or write right now. Very um, little. Yeah, yeah. I think it was said the uh, left side of his brain had the stroke, so right side of his mm. body is kind of. Uh, Suffering. I heard
1: left side, but it's always the opposite side of your body from the brain. So I didn't hear which. Yeah,
0: I, I'm going back to what side. I was reading before. But yeah, but yeah. interesting. So unfortunately, yeah. that means his work for Star Wars and voice acting stuff has been kind of put on hold. But we wish him the best and hopefully he will be but recovering. He's alive. Yes. He's alive. Dang, so yeah. We'll yeah. Take
1: that yes. 2020.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't take that one from us. He's such what a nice happened? guy. I hope he has a full recovery. I've never got to meet he him. To work. Yeah.
1: People say he's really nice. I I haven't actually got. To, I'm I'm hoping he at least recovers enough that maybe he can do conventions and and things like that. I'd like to get to meet him. I mean, he kind of does what we do, right? Vocal audio stuff, and and that would be and and Matthew Woods, the other but one I've never met, kind of does we what we do. do. Much, better. well, it wouldn't take much. I mean, let's, uh, just, let's just be yeah, no. clear.
0: when you say he does like what we yeah, do. No, no, he does nothing like we do. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you know, that's like saying Babe Ruth. Uh, you know, I, I go out and play catch with my son in the yard, so it's like we do the same thing,
0: just like yeah. Babe Ruth. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, but he's he's still with us, he's still with us. He and, made it through twenty twenty. so
0: yep.
1: you know, that's something
0: exactly. So, uh, so on a high note going into 2021, um, hold on, I, I gotta set an alarm. For for
1: twelve p.m. tomorrow, what happens at twelve p.m. tomorrow, Lou?
0: He likes to jump ahead, doesn't he? Do sorry, I'm so, anxious. So we there that, 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 that was Eric's w- attempt at a segue. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. A bad one. Uh, <laughs> now we've been waiting for this, and no, they they announced this at what was it? Um, New York Comic Con 2019. Yeah, they announced the. Uh, what do they call it? The first, it wasn't the herb. What do they call it? The oh, Project, Project, Illumin- Project Luminous. Yeah, that was announced.
1: wrong franchise. That was the closing
3: yeah. ceremony of Celebration Chicago that they announced it. Um, and oh, then, yeah yeah, 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 and then more stuff came
0: out. Yeah, that's right.
3: Yeah, and and so. You know, I mean, but they, they obviously last year
0: sometimes. Yeah, yeah, very
3: cryptic. Um, they've built this as something big, which which it is. It's reasonably big now, um, especially in terms of the novels and the young adult stuff and the comics and all that. Um, I, you know, there's there's still some milling's about nothing official that we it may lead to an animated series, which I, I think that it will, and I hope that it does. No, 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 because no, no. I think that, is that is official now. More traction.
1: Is that it is official now. The acolyte. Is oh, right. an N yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: is from the High Republic. Yep. Oh, As of the uh yes,
1: everybody forgets about the Acolyte because I completely Braves forgot about New it. Republic and Lando yeah. and Rogue yeah, yeah. Squadron.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Vova. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. So what we're talking about is the High Republic. Um this goes uh YouTube event tomorrow, uh which is the fourth of January. Yep. Also um, StarWars.com. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yep. So As that's well. noon
1: eastern time. It's nine PM Pacific. Or 9 a.m., I'm sorry. 9 a.m. Pacific. Yeah. Yep. Well, they delay it for the East Coasters because, you know, they don't get <laughs> out, up out of bed as early in the morning as we do. So they got to wait.
0: Some of us have been at work for like five hours. So anyways. Oh, yeah. Um, so and this is all dealing with some stuff that's starting to release on the very next day. Tuesday, the yeah. 5th is when the first of these novels comes out. We get uh, Charles Soule's novel comes out, right? That uh, Yes. Um, Light, Light of, of the Jedi. Jedi. Yep. hmm So I have that in pre-order for Audible. I'll be listening to that on the way into work on Tuesday morning.
1: You know, I went on a car trip, and I normally listen to audiobooks on car trips, and I just finished Ready Player Two, and I was about to start a new one, and I thought, nope. Because if (laughs) I start one now, it's going to be an eternity before I can get to the light of the Jedi. And the moment it comes out, I want to start that.
0: Right, right. Yeah, definitely. same. No, I'm Tom to will Tuesday finish morning.
1: it before all the rest of us because just in case there's a trivia contest a couple days later. How do you get through books that quickly? I don't. And also, I mean, that, that came out, like, right? Two or three days before that last trivia competition. I,
2: I had no idea. I had not read that and I knew there would be questions on it. And luckily, it sure. may be multiple choice, and I guessed right.
3: Well, <laughs> you know, the, 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 Tom is at work. <laughs> Supposedly studying a legal brief before a trial. No, yeah. nope. he's he's sitting there reading like the latest Thrawn novel, which obviously isn't a bad choice, um, no. at, at, at least, you know, for him. But for the poor person he's defending, I, uh, Tom, yeah. Tom, buddy. Well, well he doesn't we didn't the book we, can, we didn't the
2: book inside you, of a book. You know, so. fine. I know a lot of so, <laughs> it's up there in court.
1: Well, your honor, if you look at the, the ascendancy charter here, it says that, uh, oh wait, shoot. No, wrong thing. Hold on. Wait,
2: wait, wait.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. So yeah. The, um, light of the Jedi comes out Tuesday, mm-hmm. YouTube event tomorrow, and it's got all five authors at it. Yeah. Which right. Which is for pretty the
0: books and for the graphic novel stuff too. Right. Cause we have, um, right. Yeah. Uh, Claudia Gray and Justina Ireland. Mm-hmm. Are doing um, the first two books coming out. Uh, yep. No, actually, not. Uh, yeah, they're both coming out tomorrow, or Tuesday, right?
1: Uh, n- into the Dark, th- the young adult novel, I don't think comes
0: out Tuesday, does it? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Into the Dark soon. comes like out it, in It's in, relatively in February. soon, but I think it's, yep. they're spacing them yep. out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah. yeah. Which ones are where? Yep. Um, and Test of Courage, which I've actually already started reading because I got an advanced copy of that, which they embargoed. Yeah, they embargoed that until the f- 14th of December. How did
1: you get an advanced copy of that you punk i mean my friend (laughs) Uh, my very good friend
0: i'll tell you later it was the same way you told me to get it so
1: (laughs) i i I guess i need to be less distracted by holiday stuff and get more on the (laughs) ball here okay well so you can't – there's an embargo
0: on it. So uh, you no, the embargo has been lifted. Uh, oh, okay, so you is, can say. Totally...
1: Was it good, bad,
0: indifferent? Uh, I'm, I'm not 100% through it, but I like okay. it. Yeah, it's, it's a young adult okay. novel, but like most of the young adult novels we've had recently, they've been very They're good. good. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a cool area that we haven't seen before. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about, about awesome. more of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Who else is in this? Uh, Daniel Jose Older. He's doing the ID, IDW publishing stuff, uh, the graphic novel they're coming out with. Um, and Scott Caravan. Uh, sorry, uh, C- uh, Kevin Scott. Uh, Marvel High Republic. And then, of course, Charles Soule on, um, on the YouTube video. So that should be good. Um, hopefully they'll be able to release that and watch that later on, too, because I won't be able to watch it tomorrow live. Unlike some people that work from home. Tim. What?
1: what? I'm off tomorrow. I'll be watching it live.
0: Great. It's
1: okay. Well, maybe, maybe we'll have to, uh, Tim, remind me, or you can do it. We'll set up a channel in Discord that's locked just to admins, and, and we'll uh, do like a live blog in the Discord.
3: Yeah, or cool. we could set up something to live blog to everyone except Lou.
0: <laughs> we
1: can literally that's do that.
0: Book. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 2021 hasn't gotten any better from 2020, I'll tell you that. Not for some people. Respect your elders. It's
1: all in numbers game, Lou. Somebody's gotta get the short
0: shrift.
3: You know. Lou, we, we wouldn't want to spoil it for you, buddy. That's I mean, that's no, right. what, I'm I'm thinking that. about you. I'm thinking about yeah. you when I say this. I wouldn't want you accidentally clicking on the channel and saying, Well, gee, what what new channel is oh my god, you guys just spoiled it for me. You'd be very upset. <laughs> You'd be very upset. It's not, it's I would like feel it's responsible.
0: It's not like it's a trailer for a movie. It's it's it's. You don't know. You don't know. It? I you do. Don't know <laughs>
3: what could be in there. The things they could be talking about. Well, speaking of
0: things we don't know, um, we had uh, where was this article from? Uh, Alanine Foster was talking about the novelization for um, the Force Awakens. Cinema and the um, things that he had had, I guess, had taken out of his first draft of the story or at least one of the drafts of the story yeah he wrote the novelization for the force awakens and again this kind of goes back to our discussion we've had time and time again about lack of planning i think for the trilogy in general um and he didn't have many kind words to say about this you guys have a chance, do you guys have a chance to read this article
3: well the, the the big thing in this is that um he was told kind of later on through the the process of writing the novelization uh, to take some things out. And, of course, we know that the novelizations usually are based upon uh, earlier versions of the script. And, you know, they they try to release the novelization uh, somewhere on or about when the movie releases. And, of course, with kind of the production time having some obvious overlap with the, the author's writing time, Um, those scripts are going to change a little bit, you know, through filming. Things are going to get dropped, things Mm -hmm. are going to get edited. So what we end up with in a novelization is not 100% what we see on on the screen. And uh, so it seems pretty clear because he wouldn't just be making up something to put into the novelization. Um, So some earlier version of The Force Awakens had in it um, more of a relationship forming between Finn and Rey. Um, seems to be uh, k- k- the intonation here is that it k- kind of more of, of of an intimate type of relationship forming between the two of them, and uh, then at some point in, in a, a later draft, he was actually asked to pull that material out of there. Um, uh, so I, I mean, I, 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 I will take blame for it, for this part in in the show notes. Um, so it, we we have that, and and you know certainly looking for what the thoughts are that you guys have on that in terms of that relationship, um, kind of being downplayed or taken out. But then we also yeah. know that we had a lot of, um, a, a lot of discussion, uh, a, a few months mm-hmm. ago about how much Finn's story seemed to diminish as, yeah. as we went on through the movies mm-hmm. and had this relationship between he and Ray, um, actually grown would finn have been kind of sidelined as much as
1: he was you know if you look back at the original trilogy it's obviously luke's story um and they never tried to bill it as han's story or leia's story Mm -hmm. and it didn't really dive as heavily into those characters until empire and when it did you had a, a pretty solid blend of, of all of that. You had act one was um, both of them on Hoth, both storylines, kind of Luke and then Han and Leia. Mm-hmm. And then act two. And Luke they kissed split his sister. Up. Right. Because, I mean, who doesn't? And then <laughs> uh, so uh, then in, in the second act, they split. But there's a, a pretty good proportion of screen time given to both and then in the third act it's arguably more luke and vader than han leia and lando but there's still a, a good amount of it and then in return of the jedi we get the same thing with are um they're all together at Jabba's palace when they separate um it it feels like it's a brief segue and then they're kind of even though they're not all together at the end they're Altogether, but separate, but still in the same battle. The sequel trilogy, and you know, you can make similar parallels with the prequel trilogy too. You've got um, Anakin and Obi Wan; they're together, they split up, they get equal screen time, they come back together. Mm-hmm. The sequel trilogy: Finn was introduced in Episode Seven as if he were a main character. Oh, totally! In fact, mm-hmm. there was a whole yeah. thing about they didn't want any promotional material shown with Ray having the lightsaber because they wanted that to be a big surprise. Sure. So. They really kind of sold Finn as a main character, and then he didn't get a lot of screen time from that point on. They separated the characters with the second movie. They never really brought him back together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so there's so much of the driving plot was Ray, and that is similar to the original trilogy. But you you didn't get I mean, every single scene in The Rise of Skywalker that had um Poe and Finn felt like just afterthought. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And, and less so
1: in The Last Jedi. But The Last Jedi, the scenes they did have, it didn't feel like afterthought. It felt intentional, but it kind of sucked.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and even though they dropped a couple of little breadcrumbs about it, um, it was apparently supposed to be a lot more clear that Finn was he, Finn did have, in fact, some measure of force sensitivity.
1: Yeah, they and, needed and, to be more clear about yeah, that. They
3: were so freaking vague about that, especially in Episode nine. It's like, okay, episode right. seven, he could wield a lightsaber. We know that it's not just, uh, you know, force users that can wield a lightsaber. So maybe yes, maybe no.
1: I episode mean, nine. A lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. Against a dying
0: uh, animal, but so still. He just, Cards of a turkey. I mean, it wasn't like he well, did battle. Yeah. I
1: mean, he yeah. had combat experience and and probably, you know, the the Empire had those things that Tom will know what they're called with the little spinny baton things that the, the traitor... Guy in episode seven.
2: Um, the uh the the Z six riot baton. See, there you go. There <laughs> you <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah. Z six. Yeah. yeah. What
3: Tom said. Yeah. Which is <laughs> so, so like infinitely better than than the Z four. Oh, the Z four was a break. like a horrible. break
2: yeah. all the time and yeah, 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 exactly. short circuit. do yeah, you don't want to try to quell a riot with the Z four. No. That's yeah. for sure. The, Z, the so battery, the battery on the Z
3: four would last like three minutes. Oh, yeah, no, you'd ridiculous. get like one
2: rioter and then you're you're done. Yeah, yeah you're I, you only know, I, I sucked my on writer. it.
1: It had 802.11 a which I mean, who <laughs> uses
2: anymore, really?
1: I mean, come on. You couldn't get it to say firmware updates were a nightmare. Just uh but so Finn had combat experience though. So but the thing about the Ray and Finn thing is my take on it is this I don't need to see romance in Star Wars. If I do see it it needs to develop naturally and it needs to somehow fit the story with Anakin and Padme. It was obviously a plot point. Like it was important with Han and Leia. It felt natural and it felt like something that supplemented the main story really well. It supported it. Well, it, it flowed. I really think, Like, and there were a lot of people shipping all kinds of people in the sequel trilogy. And I thought we don't need it. There's so much to cover. It's already going to be so dense. Mm -hmm. We don't need that to be a thing. And with Ray having this singular focus of her identity, like I would not have wanted to see Luke in a romance because the same thing, the story is about his journey. And if he's also journeying off in this direction at the same time, you're splitting his focus. And that's not as good for storytelling.
2: Mm -hmm. But Ray. Yeah. I, I, I shrug you know? at this whole thing. I, I think I question the motive in Alan Dean Foster in in releasing this. I, I have to believe on some level and I, I'm sympathetic to the guy because he's getting bent over the barrel by Disney on on his uh, royalties that he rightfully should be paid for. But I, I wonder whether the motive in bringing this up right now is because the uh, the story he sort of lost traction on the story. Uh, with his royalties battle and, and this is another way to sort of gin up some discussion, throw some dirt Could be. and Could be. Uh, yeah. you know, get get people sort of swinging in, in his favor. I mean, I don't wanna uh, cast any ill will toward the man, um, but at the same time I, I sort of shrug at this. This the 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 problem that he highlights, and I think this is why I think it was intentionally time to to try to help his battle for royalties he knows he had no hand in in the creation of those i mean he's he's sort of interpreting the script and and uh using that as a heavy guide rail but there's nothing in any novelization that is so far off the beaten path from what the creators intended that that somehow Mm. that novelization author has their own completely independent stamp on this i think he did this to sort of throw dirt on uh, the overall creators uh, and, and sort of the, the folks steering the ship. And I, you know, I sort sort of shrug. I'm not, you know, I, at this point, I, we, we've spilled so much, so much ink has been spilled over uh, the, the problems with the sequel trilogy. So many minutes of podcast have thing. been, have been spent on this sort of thing. Do I want to, did I want to see more Finn? Absolutely. My favorite part of rise of Skywalker uh, was the parts where the crew is all back together? The new characters are all back together. They're mm-hmm. interacting and sort of the, the the creators are letting them stretch their legs and mm-hmm. doing the sort of things that we got to see Han, Luke, and Leia uh, doing the original trilogy yeah. That's together. It felt like Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, more Finn you know, and I'm more phasma. Disa- yeah, I mean, I'm disappointed that we didn't get to see more Finn. I completely agree with uh, the decision to to sort of tamp down on the romance between him and fin, uh, him and Ray, because I think that strong bond of friendship that it morphed into was just way more compelling to me. I agree. Uh, you know, I and agree. So,
1: that's a whole other point too, is that it's nice to get to see two prominent characters who, I mean, traditionally male and female who don't have to get into a romance. You can have yes. an actual platonic, really, really, Close, strong friendship, and it right. not have to turn into something sexual or romantic or like that's okay. And I have female friends, I have no romantic interest in them, and yet we can be really close friends.
2: Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a totally real thing right. that happens
1: in life, and it so rarely happens in film.
2: Yeah, you don't have to have the capital L love to to have a compelling story between two characters. You can have the little L love, and I think that's exactly mm-hmm. what Finn and Ray developed the The scene yeah. where they're on Kef Beer and Ray uh, runs off with the uh, the skimmer and and you see Finn kind of run to the cliff's edge and and look out uh, through the macro binoculars. And then he decides to recklessly go out as well after mm-hmm. her. like that's little L love. That's still yeah. a powerful bond. Like they totally. don't have to have a sexual interest in right. each other. To have right. that be compelling, that that scene on the wreckage is they're fighting and she just knocks him back. That's awesome. That's forever. That will forever be one of my favorite fight scenes in all of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I just wish they would have explored more of his character, his motivations. You know, he's, uh, you know, the only character we've seen that that throws off the reins of the First Order and decides to, to um, mm. uh, you know, just abandon his post. And and I think that was worth exploring more and we just didn't get to see that something we
1: hadn't seen before in any of star wars that's a big listen you know the thing is we did with han
3: we we i mean basically han was the same thing he he went to the right right we didn't see it but he went to the academy and yeah he he,
1: you know it was only ever really explained in legends it was extracurricular Mm, he he fought for
3: the glory of the empire as as a member of the 224th a much
1: uh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. noble service yeah, yeah. I know but yeah. I, I guess to me back to what you kind of said Tom it, it's I guess when I was growing up I was really bitter that they killed Boba Fett off at the beginning of Return of the Jedi there was a lot of what could have been in my head but I guess it never really clouded my enjoyment of Star Wars and I feel like over the last several years We've all been on this kick of, or at least a lot of people have been about, well, we should have got this instead. And you know, the whole, not my star Wars Mm. thing. There's this not my blank movement. And I mean, come on, get, get over it. It, It's, I mean, we talk a lot about star Wars. We're invested in star Wars, but it's movies, guys, come on. And it's TV Mm -hmm. shows, it's fiction. and That's important and we love it. And that's why we're here, but also like really get over it. Um, where none of us are completely happy with the sequel trilogy, but it, like Lou keeps saying, it's maybe not the star Wars we wanted. It's the star Wars we got. Yep. And it can be fun to go and see, Oh, you know, we could have gotten this. It might've been like that, but to really emotionally invest in a lot of that is going to bring you nothing but strife and, and heartache because that's mm-hmm. just simply not going to happen. If it's, if you're exploring it as a curiosity, kind of looking at the original script for a new hope, which was radically different. You know, the adventures of Luke Starkiller and, 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 like all of the weird different things that they eventually did a comic book series of that's a curiosity. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But to get anger and hatred and vitriol about this, I mean, you're just, just, you're destroying yourself from the inside out. And I guess uh, for me personally, and what I'd like to pass on to other star Wars fans out there and, and also random chatter and just anything in general for 2021, listen between star Wars COVID politics. We've gotten such this rift, this dichotomy. You, you have to join a side. You have to subscribe to everything that that side believes in, and you have to get up to the front lines and fight or else there's something wrong with you. Let, let's just forgive everybody. Get past it. Put the drama aside. That was in 2020. 2020. And I know it's easy to do the whole clean slate thing at the beginning of a new year. But really, like, let's take this moment to really consciously think about the fact that there's a lot of Internet drama that doesn't need to happen. And when there is drama, everybody jumps on both sides of it and it becomes a war uh, over, you know, it's a mountain out of a molehill situation. Let's just get back to enjoying things. And if there's something you don't enjoy, there's nothing wrong with that. Set it aside. Enjoy the other stuff.
2: Yeah. There's a ton of, and, and to that point, there's a ton of other stuff coming. You, I, you know, that you can this leave this stuff on the shelf forever. You can never click on whatever you pick your movie, the force awakens, yeah. last Jedi rise of Skywalker. You can never click on that again mm-hmm. yeah. and you will be inundated in the next few years with star Wars. You'll have so much yeah. star Wars. It's coming out of your ears. You'll forget that these movies ever existed and they don't have to change your love of the franchise. Right. You don't have to change the way you go back and watch and enjoy the movies that you do truly love i force right. awakens you know the all the the sequel trilogy uh does not change in any negative way the way i go back and watch uh any of the the original trilogy movies it, it just doesn't that the whether it's this uh you know especially the stuff that i dislike from the sequel trilogy that will always that fire will always burn bright in my heart and i think mm-hmm. um you know the folks that let it tarnish their enjoyment of of something that in most cases we grew up loving think you got to take a step back and just say hang on like you know i'm fighting against myself here yeah uh, and you know if nothing else like just rewatch the mandalorian go back to the the, the tried and true stuff that you do love and yeah. look forward to the stuff that you're excited about yeah. i, yeah, I
0: want to watch the stuff you're excited about and watch stuff you enjoyed mm-hmm. don't rewatch the stuff that you didn't yeah. enjoy yeah. Right. I mean, is it really
3: that important to people to be negative and hateful and spiteful?
1: That's the other and thing. Why. Like, it's just, I don't know. Maybe my life is just really exhausting right now. I don't, I just don't have the energy to be that hateful all the time. Like, that's a lot of work. I, I want to take something real quick that Fetmatic said in the chat room and completely twist it.
2: Sorry. <laughs>
1: Um, but I, I, but I think I'm staying true to to your point. Okay. If any of you guys ever had, even if it was like, as a little kid, you know, we just had Christmas or whatever it is you guys out there celebrate. Did you ever get disappointed after you opened all your presents that, you know, there was stuff you wanted and, and and you just kind of disappointed. Sure. sure, Okay.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I for 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 a while on one Christmas morning, I really was. I mean, there was this thing that I wanted, Red mm-hmm. Ryder BB gun, and I'd open yeah. up all my presents, and I didn't get it, and I was really kind of bummed. I mean, I like the stuff that I got. Not going to get a copyright infringement. Yeah, but you, you love that. Well. You love
0: that pink cosplay you had. I heard. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, you know, you're, awesome. you're
2: liable to get an ocular injury from something. That's
0: <laughs> <just>, true. <laughs> I, my point is this:
1: why why were you disappointed? Because you went into Christmas morning and you Mm -hmm. already had built up in your head expectations of how it was going to be. It was going to be the most amazing Christmas ever. It was going to be awesome. You're going to open up your presents. You were going to have everything you ever wanted. Mm -hmm. You didn't, you had expectations of things. You didn't get it, but here's what did happen that Christmas. You went into that Christmas morning without the things that you got. You were given gifts by people who, took time out to consider that they wanted to get you gifts to get you something, to do something special for you. And you got those gifts and those are gifts you didn't have that morning. Mm -hmm. True. So we need to drop the expectations. There's no way around this for the sequel trilogy. We talked about this. I mean, it was just, they painted themselves in a corner by even doing it at all. We get it. But going forward, stop going into Star Wars with expectations. So this new high Republic stuff, I've got no expectations one way or the other. It's prequel stuff. It's right. historical stuff. So I'm already like predisposed to not be as interested in it as future stuff, but I'm also accepting it's probably going to be really good. So I'm looking forward to it, but I've got my expectations as neutral as possible. I think we need to go back to doing that. Everything we get from star Wars is a gift and some gifts you're like, Oh gee, thanks. And you sit on the shelf and you never use again. And if for some of you last Jedi and rise of Skywalker are like that. Okay. You be you, you be your own fan. You don't have to be my type of fan. You don't have to be Tim's type of fan or any other YouTubers or podcasters out there. You, you define your own fandom, but what we get are gifts. And we've got a lot of gifts coming over 2021, a lot of good stuff to look forward to. And yeah, I'm excited, but let's go into 2021 in that regard. Let's drop the internet drama, drop the hatred get back to a point where we can come together as fans. We've already got enough stuff splitting everybody apart, right? Let, let's find the common interests and celebrate those. Let's try to keep it positive. And whether it's, uh, there were drama with Pedro Pascal and Gina Carano and Ro, um, Rosario Dawson and Pablo Hidalgo and like everybody else on the internet, regardless of what side you take on it, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting, he said, she said stuff half the time. Um, let, let's just move on. Yeah. Not that, that issues don't matter, but a lot of the times we're not actually getting the full story on the issues. Very true. So, and, and, true. And, and,
2: you know, I, I think frequently, and that's all very well said, Eric. And I, I think the thing that I always have to check myself on is, is where am I getting this information? You know, does the, the, uh, source of this information have something to gain by, making me feel a certain way whether that's that selling hard a theory whether that's um, you know predicting a a leak or something like that a plot point that they uh, have a source on or you know you you pick your uh, your flavor of YouTube channel or, or Twitter account uh, with folks to follow just all you know always remember that you know to 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 check that uh, as you you mull these things over in your brain is the person that's out there really, Uh, you know, looking out for my best. Is it in my best interest as a fan to consume this sort of stuff? Because I will be the first to admit that going into Rise of Skywalker, I fell into that trap. I I had avoided it in Last Jedi and uh, Force Awakens, but I was full on, you know, consuming uh, rumors and all sorts of stuff that I've never done before. And it affected my expectations. And Mm -hmm. I was that kid on Christmas morning in parts of the movie and uh, walked away from it for the first time with a, a, less than good taste in my mouth. And I, that stunk. It stunk to go back on Twitter and, and engage with other folks to engage with, uh, you guys, uh, after watching that movie and not having that normal, like really excited, I just watched new star Wars feeling from it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I never want that again. And I, I, I wish that on nobody. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, there you have it. Our first show of 2021. We ended on a light note. We did. <laughs> <We're> being, <laughs> we're no, being we positive. ended
2: on a heavy
1: but optimistic note. Very we're we're going to yeah. move forward and we're going to look at, at at what we're gaining, what we have to look forward to. And uh, it's, it it's just, a good thing. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a better year than 2020. It's not going to be perfect. Again, don't expect it to be perfect. But it's going to be good.
0: There you go. Sarah, take us out.
1: All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Echo Base. Um, We're glad you're here. We're we're happy to be starting a new year with you guys. If you haven't checked out the other audio podcasts we have, go to randomchatter.com. If you'd like to check out our YouTube shows, maybe you're listening to this right now via audio, go to randomchatter.com slash YouTube. And uh, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. If you like the show, watch the other stuff we have here. At the end of this episode, there should be a little pop up thing that gives you like the playlist and another suggested video. Hang out with us. Watch other stuff. If you'd like to uh, hang out in the chat room, we stream every Sunday night, almost every Sunday night. There are exceptions, but Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, we do Echo Base and then we do a couple of episodes of random chatter. So if you're in the chat room now, we're going to kill this stream and start a new one. Stand by. And uh, what else? There's a lot of stuff. If you go to randomchatter.com slash and then type something in, there's cool stuff, right? It's like almost like a little Easter egg system. So you got slash YouTube. You've got slash Discord, which we already talked about. That's a great place to go. And they have have all kinds of different conversations with other audience members and with us, the staff. Um, There's slash Patreon, where you can actually become a member of Random Chatter. We're a nonprofit organization. And uh, so we're not pocketing any of the support we get from you guys. It goes right back into the network. And uh, that makes you a member of Random Chatter, even just a dollar a month. Um, and uh, so there's that. There's that slash store. You can get T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, etc. cetera. And um, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm forgetting something else. But uh, I do. Slash
0: free money where we give. No, sorry. Where
1: Lou <laughs> will personally mail you. <laughs> I better not say that because then we might be legally. Yeah, I don't. Know, we have to
0: check with our our legal
1: consultant over here first. But <laughs> uh, but that's going to do it for this episode. Stand by for uh, some more great content from Random Chatter here in just a moment, and we will see you again soon.